First John chapter number two. Brother Gother, a man of many talents, I see. Praise God. The Bible says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's these things, the Bible says, is not of the Father, but is of the world. I want to preach for a few moments on the simple subject, the destructive, destructive spirit of Aaron. The destructive spirit of Aaron. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, these are your people. This is your church. We are your sheep. I am your vessel. Help me, O oh God, to speak every word that is intended. And I don't want my flesh, Lord. Help me, God. I don't want it to get in the way. But help me, O oh God, to speak your word with power, with boldness, and with understanding. I give you glory in Jesus' name. If you're ready to receive the word, clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Bible says in Exodus chapter number 4, starting at verse number 10. The scripture says, and Moses said unto the Lord, this is when Aaron is introduced in the Bible. So Aaron is introduced here starting in Exodus chapter number 4. We're going to begin reading here at 10. And Moses said unto the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's tongue? Or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the seen or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now therefore go and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou shalt say and he said oh my lord sin i pray thee by the hand of whom thou wilt sin i want you to look here at the patience of the lord for the bible says in verse number 14 and the anger of the lord was kindled against moses and he said is not aaron the levite thy brother i know that he can speak well and also behold he cometh forth to meet thee and when he seeth thee, he will be glad in his heart. See, many see those verses of scripture. Many see the anger of the Lord, but I see patience. The Lord could have said, you don't believe my words. You don't want my blessings. Then I'll move on to the next person. But instead, he prepared a solution for Moses' excuses. It's amazing to me, and I give God glory because God already prepared a solution for our excuses. You can say what you want, but that's love. Verse number 28 says, And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. And Moses and Aaron went and gathered together all the elders of the children of Israel. And Aaron spake all the words which the Lord had spoken unto Moses and did the signs in the sight of the people. We find here in Exodus chapter number 7 that Aaron is given the ministry of a prophet from the Lord. 
In Exodus 7, starting at verse number 1, it says, And the Lord said unto Moses, See, I have made thee a god to Pharaoh, and Aaron thy brother shall be thy prophet. Thou shalt speak all that I command thee, and Aaron thy brother shall speak unto Pharaoh, that he send the children of Israel out of this land. And Moses and Aaron did as the Lord commanded them, so did they. And verse number 7 says, And Moses was fourscore years old, and Aaron fourscore and three. So Moses was 80 years old, and Aaron was three years older at the age of 83. If you want to learn, young people, how to do fourscore, and when you see all these scores in the word of the Lord, and as it gives age, if you just take the first number and multiply it by 20. It would give you the answer of how old people are. Moses was fourscore, 80 years old, and Aaron was fourscore and three years, 83 years old when they spake unto Pharaoh. We find in Exodus chapter number 28 that Aaron is called to the office of a high priest. For the Bible says in Exodus chapter number 28, starting at verse number 41, it says, And thou shalt put them upon Aaron thy brother and his sons with him. And shall anoint them and consecrate them and sanctify them, that they may minister unto me in the priest office. It is here we find the Lord' purpose, the Lord's purpose for generational ministry. God not only calls Aaron, but also his sons to operate in the priest office, because it is God's will for your children to be involved in ministry. The Bible says in verse number 42, and thou shalt make them linen breeches to cover their nakedness from the loins even unto the thighs thy shall reach. And they shall be upon Aaron and upon his sons. And they came or come in unto the tabernacle of the congregation or when they come near unto the altar to minister in the holy place that they bear not iniquity and die. It shall be a statue forever even forever unto him and his seed after him. Aaron understood the importance of how to approach the Lord. Yet what we are going to soon find out is that Aaron only made sure that he approached the altar correctly amongst the people while performing his duties in the high priest's office and he did not have the correct approach to everyday life. Because when you don't have an altar in your life, if you lack prayer, if you lack time with God, when you talk with him and he talks with you, it does not matter what you do in church. It does not matter what you do while people are watching. But it matters what you do in time alone. It's good to come to the house of the Lord correctly. The right mindset, the right out attitude, the right apparel. But it's more important to live your life daily with the right mindset, the right attitude, and the right apparel. For the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter number 3, starting at verse number 1, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, and contentment. Fierce despisers of those that are good. Traitors, the Bible says. 
heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. The Bible goes on to say, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Bible then goes on to say in Exodus chapter number 32 is where we find Aaron's true colors begin to show. For the Bible begins to say in verse number one, and when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto them, break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters and bring them unto me and all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron and he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf and they said these be thy gods O Israel which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt and when Aaron saw it he built an altar before it and Aaron made proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Somebody say it's too late. Verse number six says, and they arose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. And when Moses saw that the people were naked, for Aaron had made them naked unto their shame among their enemies. The Bible says in verse 26, then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, who is on the Lord's side? Let him come unto me and all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together unto him. And the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made. The Bible lets us know that Aaron made them naked. The Bible lets us know that Aaron made the calf. When Aaron saw the golden calf and the worship of the people, saying this is what brought us out of the land of Egypt, Aaron tried to build an altar, but it was too late. The altar should have been made first, and the golden calf would have never been an issue. It is at this moment we see a side of Aaron that we have never seen before. Where was the Aaron that was so bold to stand in the face of Pharaoh and say, let my people go? Where was the Aaron that threw down the rod in the midst of Pharaoh's palace? Where was the boldness? Where was the one of eloquent speaking ability? See, it's easy to have a backbone around people you don't know. It's easy to look someone in the eye and be bold when you know you're not going to see them anymore. It's easier to be full of faith when Moses is standing right there by your side. But when you are face to face with family, when you're face to face with friends, when you're face to face with co-workers, your stance in the middle of the fire is a true test of your faith. And because of Aaron's lack of faith, he possessed a spirit. And here's the first spirit. We're going to go through three of them. He possessed a spirit of compromise. 
The spirit of compromise is a destructive spirit. A destructive spirit that is attaching itself not just to young people, but to all ages of people. When I was youth pastor, I would hear this preach at every youth rally I attended. But this spirit needs to be dealt with in every home. We need men and women with the faith and boldness of Joshua. For the Bible says in Joshua chapter number 24, starting at verse number 15, it says, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The Bible says, and the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. If ye forsake the Lord and serve strange gods, then he will turn and do you hurt and consume you. After that, he hath done you good. And the people said unto Joshua, no, but we will serve the Lord. Bible says in Exodus 32 verse number 35 it says and the Lord plagued the people because they made the calf which Aaron made this spirit the spirit of compromise will affect the entire household that's why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter number 23 verse number 10 remove not the old landmark and enter not into the fields of the fatherless but the spirit of Aaron doesn't just stop with compromise it doesn't just stop there it continues on because as we look at the book of Leviticus go to Leviticus chapter number 10 verse number 1 the Bible says in Nadab and Abihu, uh, Abihu the sons of Aaron somebody say the sons of Aaron took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord which he commanded them not and there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord then Moses said unto Aaron this is it that the Lord spake saying I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me and before all the people I will be glorified and Aaron could not say a word for the Bible says he held his peace but this is what bothers me about this situation about what we just read in Leviticus chapter number 10 this bothers me let's go back to Leviticus chapter number 9 verse number 23 for the Bible says in 923 and Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people. So this tells me that Moses and Aaron already went in, came out, and now the sons just went in. How is it right after their own father went in with Moses and offered unto the Lord that Aaron's sons would offer what was not accepted, what the Bible refers to as strange fire. Because Aaron ignored the training of the next generation. And he possessed the next spirit. The spirit he possessed was a spirit of assumption. 
Somebody say assumption. He possessed a spirit of assumption. The definition of assumption is a thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. We cannot afford to assume our young people or your household knows what is right and what is wrong. You can't just say, well, I'll bring them to church or they'll, they'll go to Sunday school. Isn't that enough? No, that's not enough. They are at church two times a week, maybe, for two or three hours at a time, maybe. They're at school five times a week for seven hours a day. So we cannot afford just to assume that our children and our household knows the right way. We cannot afford to have a spirit of assumption. Assuming that our kids know what's right and what is wrong. Assuming that they know the doctrine of the word of the Lord just because we come and sit them down in a pew. No, 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 no. These things can be going right over their head. They can go right home and not even have understanding, but we must break it down to their level to where they look and say, now I've got an understanding. So now they don't fall asleep in church, but now they worship the Lord because they've got an understanding about the word of the Lord. Something that made me so excited and so proud, it actually brought tears to my eyes as I was worshiping. I seen Brother Don Durbin get up out of his seat. He began to walk down that aisle, fall on his knees, and begin to worship the Lord. And then I seen his son, Daniel. He came over there and laid hands upon him. He began to pray with him. And then the father had a hard time getting up. And I seen Daniel begin to lift up his son. And I began to think about the times when Daniel was down on his face down on his knees didn't know where to go strung out on drugs and alcohol and here comes his father lifting him up saying son I'm not going to give up on you but now we see the son doing the exact same thing in the house of the Lord That's what I mean by training up a child. Who would have known many years later the son would be helping up the father? All those days he was helping him up off a sick bed. All those days he was helping him up off a street corner. But now God has changed his life. Now God has got a hold of his mind. Now he can help the father. That's why we cannot assume. You cannot just bring, I'm going to stay here for a moment because I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Uh, you can't assume. You can't just bring your children and your household to church. You can't just bring your loved ones to church, sit them next to you, and expect them to understand like you understand. not going to happen. You've got to take time to read the scripture to them. You've got to take time. You know it's okay for your children to ask why. Oh boy, I, I fought about four demons right there. I don't, I don't know where they came from. It's okay for your children to say why. Because all you got to do is go to the book. The book has the answers. You don't have to look all confused. You don't have to look around. Go to the book. It's okay. 
I'd rather them ask me why than somebody else on the street. I'd rather them, oh, y'all ain't hearing me right now. I'd rather them ask me why than somebody else down the block. I'd rather them hear the word from me. I'd rather them hear from daddy. Because the world will pull you in a way uh, that you wish you did not go down. Uh, because of somebody else's answering your kids. And if you don't think it's happening, oh, it's happening. You better believe it. Uh, you better talk to those young people. You better talk to your kids. Uh, parents, take care of your home. Because somebody else will pull them away. And next thing you know, you wonder how in the world did I get here? Because you've allowed a spirit of Aaron, a spirit of assumption to hit your life. Hallelujah. Some of us need to go home and bind the spirit of assumption. No longer will I assume. Getting all this education from school, from the street, and you think your little measly couple hours here at church is going to eradicate that? Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Uh -uh. But as for me and my house... <laughs> But as for me and my house, oh, uh, hallelujah. That's why the Lord told Aaron in Leviticus chapter 10, verse number eight, follow me here. He said, and the Lord spake unto Aaron, saying, do not drink wine nor strong drink, thou nor thy sons with thee, when ye go into the tabernacle of the congregation, lest ye die. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generation. And verse number 10 says, In that ye may put differences between holy and unholy, and between clean and unclean. In that ye may teach, somebody say teach. In that you may teach the children of Israel. Teach the children of Israel all the statues which the Lord has spoken unto them by the hand of Moses. We put a separation between holy and unholy. We teach them how to put a separation between holy and unholy. We teach them how to put a separation between clean and unclean. Are you hearing me, church? Too often the spirit and the spirit of Aaron confuses people. Why? Let me explain it. Because how can someone like Aaron be so destructive, yet still be in a seat of power, still be used by God? Well, let me educate you right now. Let me help you out. Let me get this off your shoulders. Aaron only remained in position because of his covering Moses. It was Moses that would go to God and beg for mercy. Don't ever allow God's mercy to be mistaken for lack of judgment. The Bible still says the wages of sin is still death. Unrepented sin still brings about judgment. But once again, Aaron still has not changed. We have found that he has a spirit of compromise. We have found that he has a spirit of assumption. And now we will find in Numbers chapter number 12, the Bible says, starting at verse number one, and Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? 
Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And just to give somebody clarity, meekness is not weakness. But meekness is defined as strength controlled. The Bible goes on to say in verse number four, and the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam, come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud. And stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they both came forth. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And he departed. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle. And behold, Miriam became leprous white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam. And behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to the one he was talking about. Oh, y'all missed that. Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, please, my Lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly, wherein we have sinned. See, what you say to someone's face means nothing if behind their back you speak evil against them. I was just sharing with someone not too long ago. I said, I appreciate you. I love you guys. I thank you because I know you just don't say you love me to my face. But I know when we turn our backs to each other, you're still saying the same thing. See, that goes a long way. Don't tell me you love me to my face. Knowing good and well at home, you just dogging somebody out. Knowing good and well in your household, you dogging people out. See, that's a spirit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's the spirit of Aaron right there. No, I love you to your face. I love you behind your back. Uh, but God work on us. Uh, so no matter where we are, we can love people. Aaron and his wife looked down on Moses because of his wife being an Ethiopian. Moses had an interracial relationship and Aaron was not pleased with that. But love has no color. And God was displeased with Aaron and his wife because that is a form of racism. And racism is sin. I'm going to say that again. All racism is sin. It does not matter. You cannot look down upon people. We have to love people. And if they love each other, we're going to love them regardless of what is going on. Despite their color. Because that is a form of racism. And all racism is sin. Yes, it is. People are dealing with that in the world. They shouldn't have to deal with that in the church. But when they come into the church, they shouldn't be worried about who's looking at them, who's talking about them, who's looking at their kids. But no, we love you. Come on into the house of the Lord and let God change you. But see, Aaron's name means high mountain. His name means mountain of strength. Aaron's name means exalted. It means enlightened. Aaron allowed his position and power get to his head. He allowed his seniority and time put in to get to his head. He thought he had every right to be in the seat and in the position of power like Moses. Aaron was lying to himself Aaron's third and finally 
finally, his third and final spirit comes at the cost of his compromising spirit. And it comes at the cost of his spirit of assumption. Because we don't, if we don't, deal with the spirits in our life or those in your home, you will become no different than Aaron. And you will possess a spirit of deception. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter number 14, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which is weakened the nations? Verse 13 says, for thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. See, the devil compromised his position, assumed he could be like God, and was deceived and deceived others in the process. But the Bible says in Titus chapter number 3, verse number 3, for we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, somebody say deceived, deceived, serving, divers, lusts, and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. It was the spirit of Aaron. That same spirit of compromise, that same spirit of assumption, that same spirit of deception that caused the children not to cross into the promised land. <laughs> Compromising their integrity, their loyalty, choosing idol worship over worship to the Lord. Assuming that just because they were God's people, they would enter into the promised land. Yet they always complained, always murmured and made reference to return back to Egypt. They were deceived when 10 of the 12 spies came back saying the land is amazing, but there's giants and we're like grasshoppers in their sights. They did not believe in the word of the Lord. And since the spirit was never dealt with, God had to remove the people. Because either the spirit must go or the people must go. The Bible says in Numbers chapter number 14, verse number 24, the Bible says, but my servant Caleb, because he had somebody say another, somebody say another, uh-huh, Numbers 14, 24 says, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land where, uh, whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. I wonder if there's a few people in here that had another spirit. I wonder if there's a few people in here that would say within themselves, I will not compromise. I will not assume. I will not be deceived because it takes another spirit. That's why Caleb was able to make it in and everybody else died off. Of course, we know Joshua, but I'm, I'm here to tell you something very clearly that if you don't take care of the spirits that you're dealing with in your home, you will find yourself just like Aaron and his sons and everybody else. They died off wandering in the wilderness we've come too far to continue to wonder and to die off 
yourself in the wilderness but it takes a group of individuals it takes a group of men and women boys and girls to rise up and say I've got another spirit I don't care what other people may say about me I'm not compromising I don't care what my home and people other homes are dealing with I'm not assuming I don't care what other people are saying about me I'm not being deceived because I've got to have another spirit see oftentimes when you get another spirit you will go to a new level in Jesus Christ see that's why many of you are dealing with things how you're dealing with things because you're trying to go to another level but everyone around you is trying to pull you back down to their level oh y'all better hear me right now I'm here to tell you people don't like when other people are trying to elevate above them you better get beyond that you better get beyond that people don't like it when they see you moving up yet they're staying still they don't like to see that when you're moving forward but yet they're going back but somebody in here needs to have another spirit and says I don't care what anybody else says I'm moving forward in Jesus Christ I'm done compromising I'm done teeter-tottering in a line but I'm going to give everything I got to the Lord God has brought me too far to give up now So church, we can't compromise the word. Oh, not for anybody. Uh -uh. I don't care who it is. We don't compromise the word. No, if the word says it, we've got to do it. And if the word don't say it, don't try to add it in there. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me right now. But I'm preaching to you right now. We cannot compromise. God has brought this church all these years through the leadership of the people that I mentioned earlier. And this man of God right here has come this far not to bag up now. But I wonder if I've got a few people that will say and rise to your feet and say we're moving moving forward we're not going to compromise we're not going to throw in the towel we're not going to assume we're not going to be deceived but we're going to rise up and say if God be with me I'm determined to make it Uh, please be seated just give me a few more I'm determined to make it But because of the spirit of Aaron, ah, because of the spirit of compromise, because of the spirit of assumption, and because of the spirit of deception, the people died in the wilderness because they got attached to the wrong leader. They got attached to the wrong voice. Now, this is something here that the Lord has just been showing me. How can the people of God listen to Aaron who wasn't the man of God? He was the prophet through the man of God. But somehow, someway, he had more influence on the people and his voice and his spirit hindered the people of God. That should have made it into the promise Mm -hmm. Moses was the one that had the relationship Moses was the one that communed with God Moses was the one that gave the instructions to Aaron to give to the people it was Moses but yet the spirit of Aaron caused the people not to make it into the promised land 
Church, you better be careful what voices you're listening to. See, during this time of quarantine, this time, that time, there was a lot of churches, boom, went online. Okay, praise God. But see, a lot of the people began also listening to every single preacher out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what you know to be true, many of us have not stopped listening to every single preacher out there. And you're listening to all these voices, not knowing the spirit that is behind the voice. Oh, but they can move you. Oh, but, ooh, I felt something. No, you just had the air on too long. Go, go turn the air off. You ain't going to feel that no more. That's all that was. Mm-hmm. You thought you felt something. No, no. Mm-mm. Just go to the restroom. You probably got to use the restroom. That's all that is. Oh, man, they can put together some words. Oh, you should see how they just do this and this. Oh, uh, Pastor Robinson, we should try this. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, you done told on yourself. You come to me saying, oh, I seen this happening. Oh, really? Hmm. Not knowing the spirit that's behind the voices. Oh, Aaron sounded like a great leader. He throwing rods down, they're turning into snakes, he's doing this, he's doing, oh, he's the prophet. He had the title, he had the position, he had the power, but he also possessed spirits that were not like God. Mm -hmm. So church, you better be careful if you're not listening to this voice and you decide to listen to every other voice. God has called me to this city. He didn't call me to pastor Indianapolis. He didn't call me to pastor Terre Haute. He didn't call me to pastor anywhere else. He called me to pastor Lafayette, Indiana. My job is to make sure this body, we connect with this city. Nothing else matters. As long as I'm listening to the voice of the Lord, and what I say, as I follow the leading of the Holy Ghost, and God begins to direct me and say, we're moving this way. We need to do this. We need to go here. But pastor, this church is doing this. Oh, really? I was going to say something, but I can't. Nope, nope, not going to say it. Y'all hear me say, I don't want my flesh to get in the way. I pray that prayer. Y'all hear it, don't y'all? That was my flesh. It's a spirit behind every voice. I'm going to say that again. You better hear me from the front to the back row. There's a spirit behind every voice. God, give us another spirit. Help us, Lord. Help us, God. 
not to compromise because we see other places and other people doing it this way and we think we got to do it this way just to attract people. The devil is a lie. Since when in the Bible does it say, if a gimmick be lifted up, he will draw all men unto him? No, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. No, we don't need another gimmick. We don't need another this, another that. No, we need people that love God and love people. Because if you could just have a made-up mind to serve him and to love people, it will draw all that we need. It's amazing what the Lord can do through people just through a spirit of love. It's amazing what God can do in a church just with a simple spirit of love. But but if we got a spirit of Aaron that looks down upon people, that thinks he's better than people, doesn't God talk to us also? Does he always got to talk to Moses? See, that's a spirit. Uh-huh. And I, 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 I haven't felt that spirit in this church, but I've been in other places where I can see where this clique and this group and this group is ganging up against the leadership, thinking that they can do things better than the leadership. See, that is a spirit of Aaron. That's what that is. And that's what calls them to stay in the wilderness. See, Aaron, with all his eloquence of speech, all his boldness, but when his friend said, make us a golden calf, we don't know what's going on with that leader up there. He could not open up his mouth and draw a line and say, we're not compromising. No, God brought us out of Egypt. God split the Red Sea. God is the one that's doing everything and providing everything that we need. But no, uh -uh. he gave in to the peer pressure. Why? Because he didn't have a relationship. No, no, he didn't. He didn't have a relationship. He didn't have a one-on-one connection. Oh, he liked the spotlight. He liked being next to Moses. He liked walking in the palace. He liked doing all the things saying, yeah, this is what we did today. We turned the water into blood. Yeah, this is what we did today. He had position, but no relationship. And so, therefore, he was deceived. That's what it was. But we need to make sure that our homes are not compromising. That this church will not compromise. That our homes are not just assuming that our kids know what's right and what's wrong. And that this church, I'm here to tell you as long as I'm here, somebody may kick me out after this message. I don't know. We'll see what the Lord and what somebody does. But I'm here to tell you right now, this church, as long as I'm pastoring, we will not assume that our young people just know what they're doing. And know what's right and wrong. No, but we're going to educate our children. We're going to empower our kids. We're going to... We're going to encourage them. Amen. And because Aaron didn't deal with the first two spirits, that third spirit, deception, he deceived himself. He deceived himself. And because he deceived himself, it affected his whole household, including the children of Israel. 
But the Bible says in Numbers 14, 24, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit. Oh, let's stand to our feet right now. Let's lift our hands to the Lord. Let's ask him to give us another spirit. God, give me another spirit. God, work on me to have another spirit. Help me, God, to have the spirit that you are pleased with. Help me, God, not to compromise. Help me, God, not to assume. And help me, Lord, that I won't be deceived, God. But help me, Jesus, to have another spirit. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Help us, Lord, right now. Help us, Lord, right now. Uh, hallelujah. Mm. Come on, somebody here is receiving revelation right now. I, I, I'm going to just let the Spirit of God work for a moment because somebody here is receiving revelation. Somebody here is openly admitting to themselves, yeah, I've got to do better in that area. I need to improve in that area. Yeah, I'm not doing things in my home like I should. Yeah, I, I need some help in this area. Come on. Come on. Let God just give you revelation right now. Let him work on your heart. Come on. This is a message that should penetrate your soul. Come on. It should penetrate your spirit right now. God, work on me. Help me. Help me. Help me, God. Help me, Jesus. Work on me. I cannot be deceived. I've got to stop assuming. In the name of Jesus. Our opening text says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not any. For all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. It's not of the Father, but this is of the world. Aaron had a worldly spirit in him. Was he a prophet? Yep. Was he a high priest? Yep. Was he mightily used of God? Yes, he was. But unrepented sin, judgment will come. Don't you be looking at these preachers in these churches that's doing this and preaching that and saying this and got this congregation, this and that. There's a spirit behind every voice. I'm trying to help somebody here today because somebody here has been listening to too many other voices. You've been listening to too many other voices. And then you wonder why there's so much conflict going on in your home and conflict going on in your mind. It's because you're conflicted. You're listening to so many voices. And then you come to church and hear another voice and you're, you're, a spirit of confusion hits you. See, that's when you should know right then you're not in the will of God. Because the Bible says he's not the author. That means he doesn't write confusion. 
He doesn't write it. No, when his pen hits the paper, it's clear. It's visionary. It's prophetic. It's anointed. It shall come to pass. The door will be open. I will bring you out. This shall happen. When his pen hits the paper, help us God right now 